Hey guys, it's CS Joseph for csjoseph.life. Uh, tonight's video, we're going to be completing the series that we have on the 16 personality profiles of the 16 archetypes according to Jungian analytical psychology. Tonight's type is the behind the scenes idealist, informative, responding control, also known as the INFP, introverted, intuitive, feeling, perceiving, also known as the dreamer probably because they're in dreamland at all times. I think that's why they got the dreamer. I mean, you know, Joseph, coat of many colors, sold into slavery, Bible story, dreamer, ask person. Yeah, I think he was an INFP. But seriously though, uh, definitely all about the daydreaming. They're never not daydreaming in their ideal little land. Um, so anyway, ideal little dreamland that is. Got my uh, whiteboard here and we can go over that succinctly. So the INFP. Uh, very mysterious type. Uh, I love the mystery and INFPs just like INTPs in a lot of ways are super cute. I mean a lot of them have no fashion sense because SE trickster, let's be honest. But as they gain an experience in their years, they can start to gain a fashion sense uh, over time, especially since they're insecure about what other people think. And because of that insecurity and combining with that uh, experience, all of a sudden they know how to dress themselves. But I'm not just talking about visual cuteness. I mean, everything from their voice, how warm they are, and uh, just how mysterioso they are all at the same time. Just uh, They just bleed cute all over the place. I mean, sometimes I've been around some INFP women and I just die of cute over and over and over again. I don't know why, but that's just what happens, at least to me. Uh, but yeah, uh, INFPs are just, they're fantastic philosophers. They're absolutely about philosophy. <laughs> Unless they're immature, then it's more like, oh, I am the social justice warrior who's here to take the uh, pennant or flag of feminism and <laughs> stuff it down your throat repeatedly until you have nothing else to think except feminism and join my SJW uh, crusade to bring social justice to the world. I mean, yeah, until life hits them and then they grow up and realize that there's more to just being an SJW uh, and uh, really focus on developing a new kind of philosophy, not one that is succumbing to the thrall of groupthink. That'd be nice. But INFPs, because of their weakness of TE inferior, they are very insecure about how other people think of them. And a lot of times they actually draw their sense of self-worth because of that insecurity. It's, it's because they really want people to think highly of them and they want the status that, and to be the status symbol of people thinking highly of them. I mean, why else do INFPs go out of their way with their ESTJ uh, subconscious to be like that ultimate college professor, you know, who's got a master's degree or a PhD because INFPs really want to be brilliant, even though like they don't give a damn about having a sense of logic. It's all just pure rationale in the INFP land, but that's okay. They can at least get the deployment that uh, the, the diploma that is kind of just like, you know, the scarecrow and prove that, hey, I have a brain, so y'all have to respect me now. And then I'll be this amazing uh, professor at a college and regurgitate to you everything I've learned with the filter of my own personal philosophy to guide me throughout that process, right? Yeah, okay. But 
To be fair though, INFPs can actually become super mega brilliant with that and they can collect those reference points and uh, create something completely original. Uh, to be honest, some of the best uh, literature I've ever read was composed by INFPs and I am extremely thankful uh, for that. Uh, one of my, probably my most favorite INFP that actually exists is Robert Greene. Uh, he wrote The 48 Laws of Power, The 50th Law, Mastery, uh, The Art of Seduction, um, uh, The 50th Law, which by the way, The 50th Law, in my opinion, is his number one most important book, but you have to read all of them. Basically, if it was written by Robert Greene, you should be reading it. And if you're not, I'm sorry, but ah, have some self-respect and read those books. Seriously, I highly recommend it. And no, I'm not getting like some random uh, compensation for this plug. I, I would tell anyone to read Robert Greene because that's just the intelligent thing to do because he really had, knows his stuff. That SI child is able to gather reference points similarly to um, SI hero, like the ISTJ, INFPs can actually become very similar to ISTJs in that they can be that walking library of Alexandria. It's not as strong as the ISTJ because they're not doing it from the point of collecting knowledge for the sake of getting wisdom per se. They're collecting knowledge for the sake of developing their personal philosophy by taking all of the other philosophies that they ever met, choosing uh, or cherry picking the best pieces of that philosophy and developing an entirely new original philosophy and then delivering it to everybody on a silver platter. Oftentimes, if people are going to reject that silver platter, they're gonna pull out their whip and kind of stuff it down their throats because that's just how people are going to respond to it with that ESTJ subconscious. But it's never from like a negative intention. It's because the INFP feels it's their moral duty to do so. And quite frankly, it really is. It really is the INFP's moral duty. Where do they get that sense of moral duty? Well, it comes from the fact that, you know, uh, FI Hero is all about morality. They make decisions based on what they believe is good or bad. Uh, they always know how they feel about everything. And because they're behind the scenes, they're like pretty silent. So just when you're in the presence of an INFP, just realize that they're always silently judging you. And uh, they'll never admit to it. And if they do, I mean, at least they're sincere. But... The truth is, they're always silently judging, and you just have to know that their FI heroes, they're judging you constantly, always. I mean, they kind of walk around believing everyone around them is a bad person anyway, because no one can really measure up to their FI hero capability, except maybe like an INFJ or an ISFJ, FE parent, somehow, for some reason, because FI critic allows them to uh, pass uh, FE Nemesis's uh, reviewing stand for whatever reason. Maybe it's because they're holding themselves to this insanely high level personal standard to try to be perfect and have perfection. And then the INFPs, well, like, I'm already perfect. So I'm glad you're at least trying to be perfect. And that means we can work together, right? Yeah. <laughs> But, but in all seriousness, INFPs are, are fantastic because at least the INFP can get that INFJ right in front of them or that ISFJ right in front of them, the FI critic, and just be like, hey, by the way, your standard is so impossible. Maybe I could bring you back down to earth over here, you know, where like the rest of us are, and you could follow my standard and utilize my feelings as a standard with which you always know what your boundaries are. Because if I'm feeling bad about something, you know something is wrong and you probably should change your behavior. That's why uh, FI Critic really needs to have uh, a strong IFP 
around, and that's either ISFP or with the ENFP. Wow, allergies are just crazy right now. Of course, that's what you get when you film out, you know, with all the doors open and it's springtime. Eh, oh well. So, anyway, uh, that's FI Hero. NE Parent is really awesome. It allows them to reach out into the ether because it's very metaphysical. Having metaphysical conversations about the collective unconscious and the collective future of man as we know it and what other people want, what other people's futures are, what is our fate, and knowing the fates of others and being able to predict the fate of others is awesome about the INFP because they could literally see the entire system and they're afraid of the system because of TE and fear and they could see where the system is going. They realize that our system is just going to lead to total collapse of everything humanity. So they work tirelessly to avoid that by teaching others, by developing their own personal core philosophy and imparting that knowledge onto other people and teaching it to them via their ISTJ subconscious or their ESTJ subconscious so that there is proper social change. Remember, an INFP is an idealist, right? They are responsible for bringing about positive social change, not just for themselves, but also for the world as we know it. However, the INFP, similarly to the ENFP, when it comes to bringing social change, if the INFP is immature or if they're lazy because they can be super mega lazy because to them it's like, oh, it's all about how I feel and it's all about whether or not I'm comfortable enough to do anything. But if I'm not comfortable and if I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to do it. And that could take weeks. Okay, yeah, that's productive. Thank you. And by the way, while I'm walking out the door and slamming it on your face, I'm also going to put up a sign that says, you are worthless. Don't do that, please. INFPs, uh, it's very important that if you're watching this, that you make sure that you don't get stuck in that SI child, SI hero rut. Um, at least ISFJs don't really suffer from that because as much because they're, <laughs> they're very aware of how other people feel about them in that regard. But INFPs can get stuck in a rut in the same way an INTP or an ISTJ can because that SI child, that SI hero is all about trying to do everything it can to be comfortable. And you got to get outside of your comfort zone. It, it, it's a really big deal, guys. SI child, yeah, they're very innocent about the things they want to taste and innocent about the things they want to experience. And they just really want to receive sensation. But if, if an INFP, like, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child, if an INFP is spoiled in their youth, they'll grow up thinking that the world, you know, that the world owes them, that owes them pleasure or, or, or think, or, or somebody does, you know what I mean? Because they live in this dreamland An INFP is constantly daydreaming and in somewhere else in their mind at all times. And they really, really want to bring their adult reality to, to as closely as possible that ideal dream world that they live in where everything is good and everyone thinks highly of them and no one's fate is going to end up destroying the world and they're having a good experience at all times their their ideal dreamland the problem is is that their ideal dreamland has nothing to do with reality but they're constantly trying to bring it into reality and then when they don't are not able to bring it to reality they get disappointed and then they end up in their little si child rut and then they're no longer in the mood to do anything and they're too uncomfortable to do anything. So then they just have inaction and then their entire world around them is completely falling apart as if they would know anything about that because SE Trickster is completely unaware of the physical environment. So as the world around them crashes, the INFP is just walking around being completely indifferent to it. And it's like, oh wait, by the way, Mr. or Miss INFP, it's your fault because had you had a little bit more self-awareness 
but I'm very self-aware. I have SI child and FI hero. Okay, well, maybe if you had a little bit more external awareness. But that's scary. Okay, yes, it is scary, but just realize that you're a human being and there's other human beings in this world. You know, it's not about you, right? You know, I'd be happy to make your dreamland come true. Don't worry, it sounds pretty fantastic, but that's not how reality is. And because we have this thing called the human, uh, the human condition, that, I mean, you can only really bring parts of your idealistic philosophy to life, not the entire thing. But I know that you will not have, it will not be for a lack of trying, and by all means try, but don't get so disappointed when you're trying to bring it into reality that you end up doing nothing. Idleness is a big problem for INFPs. Uh, so also is, um, um, I, I don't want to say it's a primary problem, it's a secondary problem. Like their, their primary problem, I would say, it would be potentially disloyalty, actually. Um, INFPs uh, end up, you know, they're they're they have this thing where I'm so loyal to you and I help you think and I and I keep everything organized for you and I always give you warnings that something bad is going to happen. So because I do this, I have this covert contract with you that since I'm doing all these things for you, you allow me to basically sit on the couch and be on my phone all day. Or you know, it's kinda it's kinda weird like that how they can do that. Um that's more for the immature INFPs. The more mature ones really understand what their duty is, their loyalty, understand their, their personal responsibility, and they literally make it happen. They make it happen for their children, they make it happen for their, their husbands and wives, for their family. Um, they take it very seriously to the point where they can't even live with themselves if they are failing in that area. The problem is an INFP has to be taught that. That's not something that they arrive to on their own conclusion because if they're raised up in a spoiled environment because INFPs are insanely literal and they take things very literally, that's because of TE uh, inferior and they don't really have that TI in them to actually verify things and they're more worried about how other people feel about them and how insecure about how other people think of them because of all those external judgments are really scary to an INFP, they have a hard time acclimating to personal responsibility. That's why if you're raising an INFP, you need to really emphasize personal responsibility as soon as possible. If you're an INFP watching this and didn't really have that and you are spoiled, my condolences, but luckily for you, you can learn the four pillars of self-intimacy so you can learn how to properly love yourself because after having self-respect and loving yourself properly, other people could actually love you then and that enables you to love others. More on that later, that's actually a series that's gonna be coming up very soon for the next human, nur or, uh, human nurture series, but anyway. So, <clears throat> INFPs strive to be super good people, super moral people, they can see into the future, they have prescience, they know what other people want, uh, they can see where people are going, they can look into the fates and futures of other human beings, they can provide warnings for those things, they can, uh, the they prefer everything to be predictable to them because that's what makes comfortable makes them comfortable. If something is unpredictable, they shy away from it, and that's why INFPs are pretty shy, especially in new situations where they've never been involved or have any experience with their SI child, right? So that they they want it to be predictable, right? So by making it predictable, uh, there's that extra sense of security, and they're able to function. The problem is, is that if it's too predictable, if it's too mundane they'll start, their anti-critic will start to lose interest and then they won't be in the mood to do anything and they'll get stuck in a rut. So they have to force them out of their rut. The problem is like if you're in a relationship with one and you're trying to force your INFP 
uh, spouse or uh, lover out of their rut, it's not going to be good enough to just to tell them what you think of them. You're going to have to bring in third or fourth or fifth parties, a lot of sources, uh, because an INFP secretly, because of that ESTJ subconscious, they're all about cite your sources, you know, just like an ISTJ would. Because remember, an ISTJ is still an STJ, right? And STJs are all about cite your sources, right? So when you're trying to deal with an INFP and trying to get them to change, force force it upon them, make it their obligation, but also make sure you have multiple people to back you up and take your side in that situation and present evidence to them so they realize, oh crap, all these people are thinking really low of me right now. I should probably change so I can feel good about myself because obviously they don't think highly enough of me. And all of a sudden, the INFP starts changing and like valuing maturity for once and taking personal responsibility and you know and, and and that's meeting their needs and then all of a sudden they have personal standards and then all of a sudden they have personal boundaries and all of a sudden they have personal goals huh it's because it's their obligation but they're only going to be obligated unless they have the multiple reference points from multiple sources of information telling them all the same thing that they're in a rut and they need to change and that's the only way that that really works a lot of people disagree with me on that point but having known plenty of infps uh and uh, having dated a few of them, I can tell you for a fact that that's kind of how they are. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't make them inferior. It just means that because of how literal they can be in receiving ideas and experiences, it's important that um, you always have the data to back up anything you're presenting to them. Because remember, they're constantly silently judging you and they value their opinion over anyone else's and it'll be that way forever. I'm sorry, they're, they're NIFPs. They know how they feel about everything and nothing's really gonna change that unless you have reference points and data and sources to back it up. So TE inferior, they're very insecure about losing their status. Uh, if uh, like they take their reputation very seriously um, and uh, even though a lot of people accuse INFPs of being really nerdy, they're, just, they're not. They're more earthy and uh, kind of more I don't want to say occult, but uh, or mysterioso. Even though I kind of already said that already, it's it, it's more of they're just fringe, I would say. But that's not a bad thing because that gives them a really cool flavor that adds to culture in ways that most people don't understand. And I know some INFPs that are actually really good at learning and mastering specific forms of art. I know an INFP that paints. I know an INFP that draws. I know one who plays the cello and it's like, wow, how did you learn how to do that? Because the cello, it's all about just how they feel and they are able to weave a pattern into the cello themselves because the pattern recognition of their any parent and their SI child is able to weave it from their own personal experience and how they feel. It is exquisite. Uh, there are a, And the same thing goes with piano players too. It takes a lot of self-discipline to do that. And because they have SI child, INFPs, when they're not in a rut, they can absolutely practice the most amazing self-discipline. It's just that sometimes they have to have the self-discipline to not be in a comfort rut. That's like super important. And well, good luck. So that is the INFP ego. So uh, ENFJ uh, unconscious or shadow Effie Nemesis, they literally walk around worried that other people are bad. And uh, they're constantly worried about people being bad. In fact, they see society in general as bad because people in society are bad in general, so society in general must be bad. And that's why they seek that to fix it and prove it by developing their core pro 
philosophy, teaching their philosophy to other people for the purpose of increasing or causing better a, a catalyst for um, for positive change. The INFP isn't the executor though of social change. They're more of the vision behind social change. They're providing the vision and the INFJ is the one that executes it. Uh, in the same way, the ENFJ would also be one that executes it. Uh, NFJs are for that executing of the vision. The NFPs are for providing the vision of social change in that way. And the NFPs can work together to that end, um, provided they're not being selfish. INFPs, because they're FI hero and SI child, are often accused of being selfish. Uh, and it... it, it, it it doesn't necessarily mean that they are actually selfish. Uh, it's usually because they just lack experience. They lack that social experience. Because even though they're very social creatures with being idealists and that they're people people, it's, it's, it's because that they lack the experience of their SI child to know proper social protocols and social requirements and social responsibilities because they're already very negative towards those things anyway because they see people who are being social, yet the INFP already intrinsically believes that those people are bad. So it's like, okay, well, why am I supposed to like behave that way? You know what I mean? It, 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 it's... It's really weird how that works. Um, but if you can teach them, you know, proper social protocols, this doesn't become a problem as much. Um, but they're still always going to have a negative slant towards people because the TE inferior insecurity causes them to agree with majority rule, agree with groupthink in the long run. And they end up having a lot of their thinking tacked on to groupthink things that they've read. I mean, they're, they're not immune. INFPs are not immune to uh, misleading graphs or charts, misleading data, misleading reports. Uh, they're, they're not immune to the lies of other people. And oftentimes I've seen INFPs go in the level, in the way of ignorance in such a way where they will almost believe everything they hear on television and on news and articles. It's really bad. But that's why NFJs exist, because the TI child and TI inferior cuts through all the bullshit for them and helps the INFP improve their moral stance on anything, be it politics or, or uh, so, uh, sociology or philosophy, specifically by logically breaking down those systems for the INFP, chewing them basically and regurgitating them in a logical format, which allows TI inferior to track with that level of thinking, which causes them to behave more moral. It actually increases their morality and makes them even more moral than they were before. And they remember it, which is awesome. The point is the INFP can't do it all alone. And INFPs really look at themselves as people that can do it all alone, at least from a moral standpoint. They view themselves already as good people. Why do they have to learn more to become gooder, basically? When you have to tell the INFP, well, the truth is, is that your goodness is based on groupthink in a lot of cases and if you're not doing your own research because you're lazy and stuck in an SI child rut, uh, then you need to have some improvement there. INFPs, it takes them a lot to do self-improvement because of anti-critic, because they see everyone else being irresponsible with 
what people want. Like they see people wanting the wrong things. They will not allow themselves to want things because it's like, if I do, I'm going to want the wrong thing. And even though an INFP is extremely loyal to people, they can also be extremely non-committal and in some cases disloyal. And that's a problem. It's because the virtue and vice of the INFP is loyalty versus disloyalty. And this is why it's, it's anti-critic. It's ENFJ subconscious because ENFJ or unconscious, ENFJ unconscious just naturally believes that everyone else is bad people and I don't want to be like them. So I'm going to do it my way. And because there's no one that I believe is good like me, then I'm not going to commit to them. And this is why they end up with uh, INFJs or ENFJs because NFJs to them are the people that are like, oh, so thank God someone good like me, someone that I can respect or someone that I can be loyal to finally. But even then, they can end up having doubts about those people because of NI critic and then uh, their loyalty could be questioned. However, when they're loyal, when they are loyal, they are so diehard loyal that they could end up following those NFJs over a cliff because they just absolutely love them or absolutely respect them in such a way where they're, they're so emotionally intertwined with those people that they just cannot let go. And that's where they feel the most comfortable is being so emotionally intertwined with those people. Not a bad thing. Uh, that's just what works well for them. It's one of the reasons why INFJ uh, love language, uh, especially INFJ female, well, it's, it's both technically. It's um, both genders. INFJ, both genders, their main love language is quality time. They have to spend quality time. And the INFP or ENFP are all about spending quality time, more so the INFP with NFJs, way more so. Um, the reason is because as starter types, ENFPs can kind of like start, yay, we're going to start on this quality time thing, and then they get distracted, and it's like, wow, that just derailed. Nice quality time there. But then the ENFP's like, well, that was an attempt. But the INFP will just automatically follow through with that quality time, and they're constantly wanting to do, or they're constantly having their NFJ partner just do everything with them because they're interested in what the INFP is doing, because they see the INFP on this giant philosophical crusade to change the world, and they do. I mean, look at Robert Greene. He literally changed the world. No one is going to argue with that, because he did. Um, with his with just his books like literally just his books of his lectures so definitely have some serious value there so uh se trickster um infps drop things all the time they're not very aware of their physical environments can cause them to have super bad fashion sense but because they worry about how the people feel about them and they're afraid of what other people think of them they're willing to start using their si child to remember what is good in certain fashion times and bad in other times. And because of that, over time, the INFP will develop their own sense of fashion. Whereas with the INTP, good luck. That's probably not going to happen at all. And they absolutely have to have somebody else manage that for them. But the INFP over time can actually handle it on their own. And they don't really have that issue, which is awesome. Especially with how like cute they are. And then you just die of cute anytime you're around them. I mean, even the INFP males can be super mega cute. And it's like, wow. I, I mean, I didn't even know you had that in you. Well, actually, I did. And they're just they're just seeping cute all over the place. And then eventually, as they become more and more refined and more and more uh, mature, they're seeping status and knowledge. Um, and seeping uh, just gives you the feeling or the or the thought that they're like extremely wise, right? And because of just how amazing they are with their core inner philosophy. 
and uh, and and you just you just want to learn that philosophy and you want to implement that philosophy because you're just like wow they're so moral and they're so right about that why am I not doing that myself because they've been able to take that inner philosophy from all the reference points that they've ever learned and all their sources on top of mixing that with their inner dream world. And then they take the idealism from their inner dream world that they live in, coupled with all those reference points, and they're able to create a new philosophy and share that with the world and then bring about social change for the world. It is absolutely amazing. And because they live in the whole history repeats itself, first law of time, all that has happened before will happen again with their SI child and their NE parent. They're even to go further with that by developing a long-lasting philosophy that will make sense and help protect the future of everyone that subscribes to it. Absolutely phenomenal. I love INFPs that do that. And they can do that definitely in a philosophical way and they can do it very, uh, like as professors, um, and they make great teachers. And their ENFJ unconscious is all about teaching. So they have that professorial vibe going with their subconscious, but they also have that mentor role going with their unconscious and they can just be this person who's able to almost teach anything, anything that they are an expert, anything that the INFP is specialized on because they are all about specializing in these idealistic ideas and their ideals, specializing in their ideals. That level of specialization just allows them to be able to teach anyone they come into contact with, anyone that is any parent willing to listen, that is. If they're willing to listen, they got them. And they can definitely get that philosophy transferred and help and maintained in the other person. So that person is continuing to be a culture carrier and a philosophy carrier for the sake of everything. So, and then there's good old TI Demon. Watch out for that. TI Demon, it, like, if you, if you don't, uh, if you don't share what you what you think um, with the INFP, if you don't give them feedback on their on uh, on your thoughts and feedback on their feelings, if you make them uncomfortable and whatnot, they will go straight up TI Demon, and uh, they will they will craft a solution that will destroy you in the moment. Uh, they will destroy your physical environment. Uh, try breaking up with an INFP. You might find all of your stuff completely destroyed. Uh, good luck. Um, you might find your tires popped uh, on your on your car. It can get really, really bad. I don't recommend it. Uh, it, it, it it's really, it's really a problem. Um, you know, so it, I I recommend avoiding that as much as possible uh, whenever you can. So, uh, based on that. Uh, so how how do you uh, how do you avoid that or how do you have a good relationship with them? Remember, allow them to feel things and uh, always ask them how they feel about everything because they always know how they feel about literally everything. And doing that makes them feel loved. It makes them feel respected. Uh, always tell them what you want because if you don't, they'll be left to guessing. Do not leave things up to interpretation to the INFP because then they'll just revert to what's worked in the past. And if you need something new from them, you better tell them you want something because if not it will be really bad. Uh, so uh, TE inferior, um, always tell them what you think, but do not be so overly critical of the INFP. If you are overly critical of the INFP, that's another way to uh, cause them to become disloyal to you. And NFJs especially, they, they seem like, like TI child of INFJs, they seem like they're not, they can't be overly critical, but they can be. And the INFP, Although they can take the hits usually because SI child, 
they can still be really sensitive. INFPs are these people who, because of how sensitive they are um, in that way, they could have a problem with that and they could cause them to become disloyal. So don't do that. Always tell them what you think, but don't overly criticize an INFP unless it's where you're considering ending the friendship or the relationship with them and you're putting everything on the line, then absolutely criticize them with everything you got because it might be your only chance to get them to listen to you because they're like rocks. I mean, they exist to weather any storm. They're like literally that mountain hermit that's levitating over a still lake water at the bottom of the mountain and you're throwing rocks and the rocks are like not they're hitting the the hermit but they're just falling in the water and the hermit is still in his meditative trance and there's nothing you can do about it that is literally the infp good luck you know so be careful uh make sure you always you have to be willing to criticize them but just don't do it too much to the point where they end up having this horrible bad experience or they end up feeling bad about themselves um because if you over criticize them, then they will start criticizing you. They will believe it's fair then to criticize you with their sense of ESTJ justice and their SI child justice, um, that, that it's fair to criticize you and they'll go ISTP demon mode on you and your entire physical environment or you or your body will be damaged uh, quickly. I mean, the nearest, the nearest rock or stick or tool or axe or, or kitchen knife uh, will be immediately grabbed and just, you know, when they go demon mode, you got to be real careful. I mean, tires being popped with, after breaking up with an INFP is a definite thing. Watch out for that. Be careful. Um, but if you're being sincere and they can sense the sincerity with your with their any parent, they know they should probably listen to you. But the thing is also, if you really, really, really absolutely have to criticize them and it's very serious and you're concerned it will have negative repercussions, bring other people that share your thoughts on the subject, uh, the thoughts on the INFP, where they have multiple people criticizing them at the same time and at that moment their SI child will realize that it is time I should change because they won't want to change. They're not about what they want. They're all about what they should do. So you have to obligate them to change. That's how you motivate an INFP, you obligate them. You don't ask them what they want. Asking them what they want is like putting that down a black hole. Good luck. Um, with Evi Nemesis, always tell them how you feel at all times. Uh, and uh, and then by doing that, they'll, they'll, and try to make sure that you're behaving, you know, try to be good like they are. But of course, if you're like an Evi user, you're you're locking in on how good they are and you're absorbing their morality into yourself so you can behave ethically. So usually that's not a problem. Remember, it is not about what they want. Obligate them to motivate them. If you need them motivated, you have to obligate them. You have to give them an experience. You have to force them. You have to force an INFP and show them that if they do not change, there will be consequences and you have to follow through. Because if you don't follow through, the INFP will just outlast you. Because remember, they can outlast any storm. Good luck. But. It also means that they could take a lot of hits and they have insane endurance and long-lasting uh, ability. And that is also amazing to see what INFPs can go through and still come out on top in the end. SE Trickster, they have very little awareness of the physical environment. Uh, sometimes they struggle um, they struggle with driving until they have enough SI child data with a lot of experience and they become amazing drivers, but you still have to be careful. They could drop things uh, and... Uh, their fashion sense can be inhibited in some cases, but at least that SI child with uh, with a TE inferior um, can learn over time, but it really needs to be coached sometimes on those visual things, uh, on anything on the outside of them. 
uh, the, the physical environment just doesn't mean anything to them. The metaphysical environment is everything to them. And that's why INFPs have really cluttered desks sometimes or their homes are really cluttered. Clutter could be everywhere. So you have to make it their responsibility, like a requirement, an obligation for them to clean things. Otherwise, everything can just get crazy because they're just so focused on their inner internal dreamland that the real reality that we live in just doesn't mean anything to them. So you have to watch out for that. So remember... And obviously, TI Demon, as long as you're not being overly critical, or make sure that if you are being critical, you have data and facts to back it up, um, and multiple sources and citations, because that's really the only way that they're going to listen to you. So, uh, Also, when they're Aspire with TE, I forgot to mention, um, they can be fantastic at financial management. They can be fantastic at Forex trading. Uh, they can be fantastic at doing business. Um, it's, it is a wonder to be seen. Like I've seen some insane financial advisors that were like really successful and really good, and they were all INFPs. I, I forgot to mention that. So just be aware of that as well. Uh, if they don't have experience uh, in those areas, do not let them touch the finances until they at least take some classes and get some experience and read some books. And then at that point, they're good to go. And you don't really have to worry about that anymore because SI child like remembers everything forever and will bring up stuff 20 years later and you're like wow where did that come from but that's an infp for you it's all about that core inner philosophy so if you're in a relationship with them help them bring that philosophy help mold and develop that philosophy in them and help bring that out of them to be shared with the world to make the world a better place because that's their purpose they are the dreamer after all so if you found this video educational and or helpful, please leave a like and a subscribe and support the channel. That would be awesome. And uh, thank you for uh, being with me on this 16 personality uh, type uh, profile in-depth uh, cover uh, series. And I'll be doing many more series. Uh, I got a nat another nature series focused on cognitive functions. Uh, it's going to be short. And also another nurture series that's going to be short. And then we're going to be diving into another uh, 16 personality series, talking about the virtue and vice of each type, as well as a bunch of your user requests. Keep the requests coming, guys. Keep the comments coming. If you have any questions, I'll answer them. Uh, if you have any INFPs who have, and you know of their core uh, inner philosophy, by all means, share it in the comment section. I'd love to read it and uh, comment on it. So anyways, with all that, have a good night.